Welcome to Americana Quill, writer to writer. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend to like subscribe. Today we are doing Lovecraft Country, the second episode with Jesse Creighton. Oh, look, I have no. <laughs> no, I talk. It's fine. I was saying I don't have any nails. <laughs> so I'm going like this and I'm missing a nail. <laughs> oh, good. So basically, the synopsis of episode two, which the title is Whitney on the Moon. William explains. No, no, no. It's Whitey on the Moon. Oh, excuse me. Whitey on the Moon. I don't know why I wrote Whitney. I think that was an error when I was typing. A little typo. Whitey on the Moon. William explains that the mansion is Artem Lodge, designed by Titus Birthright, I believe, a slave trader, and the founder of an oculate secret society of wizards called the Sons of Adam. George realizes that Atticus is a descendant through um, actually slavery rape, but that's not here nor there right now, of Titus and thus a premier member of the Sons because of this powerful heritage, Samuel Birthright, the current owner of the lodge and leader of the Sons plans to use and potentially sacrifice Atticus as an upcoming ritual. The white woman who helped the group earlier in the first episodes revealed to be Samuel's daughter, Christina, who has a whistle that controls the monsters. After telling Atticus that not all white people are bad, she traps the child in their respective rooms with magic force fields. They eventually break out and rescue Montrose, who George had early deducted, was being held captive in a nearby village. Samuel stops them, shooting and killing Letty, killing Letty and seriously wounding George. Atticus agrees to cooperate in the ritual to save their lives, but the magic backfires as a black woman in a 19th century dress appears, implied to be Atticus' slave ancestor, turning Samuel and the other sons to stone and burning down the mansion. Atticus escapes only to discover that although Letty has been resurrected, George has succumbed to his wounds. So episode two is when the stakes got raised a lot more higher, in my opinion. How did you feel about the beginning, like kind of your, your initial thoughts on episode two after watching it all? Um, when I saw it, when <laughs> thinking about episode two now, it it brighted, like it makes your area more bigger of the story. Mm-hmm. And then it finds out how important that Tick was and how important his blood is. Right. So, although I was trying to read it, basically what happens is Atticus finds out that, or Tick finds out that his, he has a right, I guess, to be in the secret society because the, the, he's a bloodline. He's like an heir to the, to the bloodline of, of whatever is happening within that whole place. So he finds out, and basically the reason why this happened is through, um, I think one of his ancestors was um, sexually, you know, used as for for pleasure by their owner. I think that was his mother, right? No, no, no. I think it was like his great grandmother, great great grandmother, something like that. Okay. Yeah, because it was through um, implied rape, which I guess yeah. back then it's you know when slaves didn't have a choice to have the sex or not. With, yeah, of course. When you know the slave masters are treating them like property. Right. So that's, right. So that's kind of how um, Atticus becomes a bloodline, basically, is through that and yeah. through the descendants of that. So, how do they find out these things was very interesting. Was when um, 
they initially when they all woke up, the only one that had the memory of the monsters at first was Atticus, or also known as Tick, as Christina and the father wiped the memories of that moment with the monsters from George and Letty's memory. I didn't know that they did that. I thought that like them being in the house like did that. Tick I thought Tick remembered because of his bloodline. I think that's why they couldn't put him underneath that spell. Yeah, right. I felt like the magic didn't really affect him in a way. No, yeah, no, no. They wiped his memory. They wiped their memories, but didn't wipe his or whatever. Okay. Because that's, he, I tell you, I didn't get that. Yeah, because it's part of the... They didn't have the... They didn't have or the maybe, maybe they tried and they did it. That wasn't really explained. I just knew that those two didn't have it. And he's like, why do they not have the same thoughts that, of what happened last night? And they said... Christina was like, you really want them to know that there's monsters and, like, all these things that, like, you know, we could deal with that. We're, you know, we know this shit because of, of, of our bloodlines. Like, they don't know nothing about that. Because what people don't realize is that Atticus and Christina are really cousins, as is also yeah. the father. So, like, that, they're related. I liked so, Christina in this episode. She did say, she had a few lines that I was like, wow, okay, definitely made yeah. me think. Um, but they're not at the beginning of the episode. They're more in like the middle. Um, mm -hmm. But that's crazy because you 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 understood it as something different, and I took it as a different way with that part. Yeah, I thought because he was you know a part of the bloodline and he's been through you know like war and everything. I feel like once you're in like once you have like p you know the post trauma and everything through war, nothing mm -hmm. can really mess with your you know stuff. Yeah, you are where you are, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Well, that's that's how I took it in that, but I'm glad that you said it because that makes my you know thinking like a lot more. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I think they purposely wiped it out because it's like you know they don't they shouldn't have a say in, in what's what's happening right now. And they don't need thing. them; they just need Tick. <laughs> right, right. He's all that that they care to know about. But when he keeps on trying to bring it up to them, they realize that there is a moment where they don't remember like four or five hours out of the night where they're like, oh, I'm not saying you're not wrong. I just really don't remember what happened. Like it's all a blur right now. So then George realized that they're probably being watched. So sit down and eat and act like everything is normal, which I think that's like a, a lot of, I feel like African-Americans do that. <laughs> Especially yeah. if, they don't, if they go somewhere where they feel like an outcast, they don't want to, you know, cause attention so they're like play along to get along kind of thing and like that was like a perfect moment i think of that kind of feeling in those moments. and also when uncle george figures out like wait i feel like someone told me something about our ancestors and how the slave master used to teach the slaves good when they were referencing to how they said oh no um he always treats his guests good william i think was saying like oh he always teaches his guests good and then they basically found out that, like, basically, um, I think it was considered like a, a, a domestic trading house or something like that is what they called it. But basically, it's like that's the, the, the houses where, like, all the slaves would come. And from there, he was exporting and importing different slaves to different places. Yeah. So that's kind of like what the house is even resembling. And so for Atticus to be there and then the Vita, they're very uncomfortable. They're a little bit on edge of, like, them even having to to like share these living quarters inside such a horrific home and then William trying to like spice it up to be very nice even though he seems very warming it's not him just being warm just to be warm it's because there's an objective at the end of basically episode two yeah and then when you know they finally meet the the dog handler and she's like you don't look like the type like 
okay, but I am the type and, you know, right. calm those dogs down. Right. Um, what I loved about the beginning of the episode, like you're kind of mentioning, is that um, Tick don't care about his skin color at this point. He's not trying to, like, get along to play along. He's like, listen, this is what it is. Where's my father? Like, I'm not, you know, he's not for the games. He's, he's not into trying to be peaceful. He's standing tall for whatever he needs to do to make sure him and his family are safe and those that he brought with him. So I thought that was very cool because he seems very hot-tempered at this point. Like, he's not... Yeah. He's not the cool, the cool guy just trying to please everyone. Uncle Joyce seems more of that type, but he's Atticus is not going for that. He's like, listen, I don't care. Uh, that's not how we're moving right now. That's not helping nobody. Uh, that's because uh, Uncle George has a lot of wisdom on and years on him because he's older and, and he's seen learn, more trauma. Yeah, you also learn like sometimes it's not worth it, mm -hmm. and then sometimes it is, and you'll see that in the season, like in the season when. I don't, was it the end of the the end of episode one or was it the beginning of episode two where they sat down for dinner? That was episode two. Okay. And that's when they sat down for dinner and I told you they used, he used it. He pulled his card. Like Atticus was uh, drawn, he was given one card for his birthright and he used it. Right. So another scene that I, it didn't disturb me, but it was like, this is probably, this is typical, right? Of like, things I'm sure that happened during slave times is like perform for me, dance for me kind of thing mm -hmm. where like they put them in the rooms and like all the white people are just viewing these three different rooms and seeing what was happening within them. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like a in-house picnic. Right. Pretty much. So basically let me just explain all three of the rooms, I guess. So in Letty's bedroom where she's at with everyone's viewing her from the outside in, but she can't see who's viewing her. She just is just thinking that she's just having a regular day. She believes that she's with Atticus, but she's really not. And yeah. so it plays on their fears, right? So when Atticus and them are about to look like they're about to like have like a love scene, like when he pulls out his pants, a whole snake comes out of like where his where his penis would be. Yeah. So she was like very freaked out because I guess she's, she has a fear of snakes, which I don't think no one knew or whatever was like deep in their minds that they don't want no one to know, I guess was, was being revealed. So that was happening and, and people looking at that like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And uh, Uncle George's room, if I'm not mistaken, tell me if I'm wrong on any of these things, when like they're being observed by the white folks, um, Uncle George, I think his first love. Yeah, his first love. Which happens to be spoiler alert, I guess if you don't if you haven't watched the series, is actually um, George. I mean Atticus' mom. Yep, it's true. Sorry, it's true though. But sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> so, but before then, just him having a love that's not his wife that he's dancing with, but then him having the the work for all to be like, you know, this isn't real. Like, you yeah. gotta go. Like, this isn't real. Like, I'm not even gonna play that, play with my mind like this. This isn't real. So he already instantly knows, all right, they're playing with us. Like, I'm not for it. In the third room, which is, um, Turk, I forgot what happened in his room because to me, he didn't have the best room. Nah, it was, um, the Tick's room was he got to face one of the ladies uh, from Korea that he became close with. And oh, okay, yeah. His first, his first two girlfriends. I don't understand why that happened 
spoiler alert, you'll learn it in the series, is the yeah. whole significance of that thing was the last time that he came in contact with that woman. Right. Know, some type of entity, you know, like she's yeah. got some type of something in her. When she told him, she told him that he was going to die if he goes home. And she was trying to do everything under the sun to keep him at home. And I think his fear was, I'm going home to save my father and I might die. So that was the fear of why it was brought up in his room. Not and only that, but the deep thought of that being his first true love. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, that's shown more later, but like, it was interesting. Yeah, like it, like... I told you, like, you once you see the whole series, you finally understand everything of, like, the little hints and things that were put out there. Like, it all makes sense. But right. I guess, you know, the writers, they they love keeping people confused. And personally, I love being confused, you know? No, no, of course. And I love just the whole idea because that, that, that's really what it was, right? They were someone else's entertainment for that night. Mm-hmm. They were, like, and putting on a show for the, the order because they right. wanted to. You know, they were getting him ready. Actually, they were trying to torture him because Atticus could hear everything through the walls, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it was also cool that, you know, after all of that was done, like, they were communicating to each other because they couldn't leave the room. They were communicating through the walls. They were they were using anything under the sun to make sure that they could help each other and make each other aware of what was going on. Right. Exactly. Um, what I also loved was... um. I think within that time frame, I think Uncle George has a whole pile of books in his room and he finds one book that basically lets, where they find the bylaws of the order or of the organization. You know, it's funny, Most, watching that episode, I never saw that part until yesterday. Like mm, I must have looked down or went somewhere and I didn't see that and I was like, Right. What? <laughs> so um, Uncle George finds the bylaws, sees the particular law that says something that's in the favor of Atticus, of him being the rightful heir and bloodline or whatever. And, you know, so he basically gives him the 411 on the information before the hand, before them two are allowed to go to dinner to eat, as Letty's not allowed to go because she's a woman, yeah. to the secret meeting of a dinner. So her and Christina are kind of like in the background somewhere where, while they're about to attend this dinner and like an all-white Christina tux. was there getting, getting him ready, though. I don't think it right. was for the dinner. I think it was for after. No, um, yeah, yeah. For, but for it was the potential that you said that mm. like stuck with me where she was speaking to Tick and she's like, she's holding a ring and she's like, you get one of these rings just because you're a man. And I could never right. get one of these rings. And that it touched me because, you know, everyone's always discriminating you know, someone against the color of their skin, their gender, their weight. And you would think like we learn from it, but we don't, right. you know, and all that, all Christina wanted was to be accepted. She was, she was literally the mastermind of everything in that episode. And she didn't get the credit she deserved. Because true? She was a man. Um, and I think that was very good writing. And I think when the, the scene of her and Atticus, that was a very good, powerful scene where it's like, you know, I'm blood, like we're blood, but I'm real blood. This is my father and I don't get anything. And you right. get everything because you're a tick. Well, he's still dealing with issues of the color of his skin. She feels like she's dealing with issues of her just being a woman and not getting everything that she should. So, yeah, that was very, very interesting and profound that she, you know, she felt some type of way about something that wasn't in her favor in that, in that moment kind of thing.
And I like that they they touched that and they added that scene, you know. Yeah. So we kind of talked about the whole episode of things we liked. So officially, what is your favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene of that episode is when Atticus told those white men to get the fuck out. <laughs> He said, that's an order. You're going to listen to me. It's my blood right. This is what I am. He took charge. Right. And, and they all looked at him like he was nuts, but they had to do it. And what's his name was like, yeah, I better do it. Like, And also the next part of it is when they find, when they go to find um, Montrose, the father, and <laughs> how he <laughs> tumbled, he tunneled out of that, that's like, um, that right. cage. And he just like popped his head up and they were like, what's up Montrose? And he's like, he, him not being happy to see them, he was so angry. Like, right. they were like, you're doing exactly what you want, and you're pissed off about it, you know? Right. But I understand, like, why he Well, was they went in while he was coming out, which was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, so, damn, it would only been one of me now. There's, like, five of us. Like, and we can't right. even leave right now. So, for me, my favorite performance of the episode was um, Montrose, who played by Mokay Williams, was... As you said, he was funny from the start without trying to be funny. It's just, he's just a bugged out character just because of him having his own self issues and things and the secrets that he held. And I'll, I'll leave it at that as it goes deeper. So um, when they make the attempt to save him and somehow he pulls some like MacGyver bullshit, basically, as you said, like yeah. find his way out through the tunnels, all some crazy shit while they're going in, like sacrificing their lives. He's out looking like, what the hell's going on? So I thought that was definitely interesting. And it, it just shows, like, the great reversal of, like, things that happen in real life in those moments. And I loved also the episode of when Tech is just dressed up so eloquent and then still lets mm -hmm. it be known, like, yo, y'all got to get out. Like, this isn't even for y'all. This, this is a conversation that's not going to happen in front of all of you kind of thing. Like, I'm so not I putting a show on for y'all. I want to talk to him by myself. Right. You know? So who had the favorite performance in the episode and why? For me, it's Montrose, who's played by Michael K. Williams. As To me, he was funny from the start without trying to be funny. So that's why I think, for me, he was so so awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my favorite my favorite character of the episode is Uncle George. Um, mm. If it wasn't for Uncle George quick thinking, if it wasn't for him having the wisdom and knowledge and the age, you know, the years that episode could have went a whole different way you know right. if he if his love for reading you know if he didn't have a love for reading he would have never found you know that book he would have never found the secret you know door or he wouldn't have taken the time to open up a book right exactly. so it's just him finding ways to connect the dots it was yeah. definitely amazing um even like like you saying like you love them being dressed up i thought that I, thought well, I just love what it symbolized, right? Because it's like now he's joining the club, but however, like I'm going to change this whole club up because all y'all is not going to even be here. Get the fuck out. Yeah. To me, that so was I cool. Like, like them taking, like them bringing them in there, you know, against their will to save them in a way, you know, from the monsters. And then them taking the time to make sure that there was clothes fit for, you know. Each of them. And specific books just for, you know, Uncle George, like, they learned so much so quick, you know, for them to make sure that everybody felt, you know, at home. And that goes back to what they did. Like the slave, you know, the slave owner said, I treat my, you know, I treated my slaves well, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just, 
the whole episode, even when like they brought the build, they brought the castle down, you know, it, right. it was so powerful that, you know, they tried to use him for what he had because he has the light inside of him and they used it for their own selfish reasons and he shut it down right. completely. And I think one of the biggest moments of that episode is, is his, his ancestor, him chasing him, chasing her out of the house through right. the flames, you know, like it was so powerful. So for context, I guess, let me just add Samuel birthright. Who's the, the um, Christina's father mm-hmm. wanted to do a ritual for him to be immortal. And in order to become immortal, he would have to kill off Atticus basically for his blood to like enter his or whatever or something for that particular spell to work. Like basically it would have to drain everything, every ounce of energy within Atticus. So I think that's kind of why he was so valuable to them and why they were trying to requiesce, like you were saying, to like a lot of things to make them feel comfortable because you have to be a willing participant supposedly Mm -hmm. for these things to take place you can't just say no i don't want to do it and then they force you it's like the person has to be willing you want like it's another thing where you'll see later on in the series is if a house is blessed you like someone with some type of powers you have to be invited in to come in right you can't just come in however whenever you want however you want nope yeah so what spoke to you most about episode two, I guess, even though we've been speaking very well about it. And I think this must, yeah. have, been a, this must have been a five-star episode for both of us, but that's not... Yeah, I'm going to tell you, they gave you this, they gave you that, and they gave you a big boom at the end. What more yeah. else can you ask for? And it also, it also gave you history. Right. And it's all about the background information to make the story carry. And they gave us so much information about the order about you know the rituals that they've been doing this man literally cut a piece of his freaking kidney or something off to get to, to give them so they could all you know feel like they have the power too you know that was his sacrifice for them um and for the like i kind of feel like letty took a little step back in the episode though like i feel like it wasn't all about her like she was there but it wasn't all about her you know. No, it was really about um, the Freeman men, I think, and yeah. as like um, the generations of older brother George, Montrose just being a, a natural born fuck up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Atticus basically like, you know, trying to find a way to escape the first time, kind of them trying to not, not play by the rules kind of hurt them in the long run because we ultimately learned that Uncle George succumbed to like some of the gun wounds. Mm-hmm. And if Letty was never there, maybe he would only shot one of them and maybe it would have been, he would have brought him back to life already and then they could have tried to do the ritual. Maybe it doesn't go well and then they all get out safely. Yeah. Uh, no, that that's true. So that's um, just looking back into it, like of how that, that kind of changed. So although the first episode was more sci-fi, I feel like this one was definitely more magic heavy and sorcery yeah. and different things. Like the witch part of it and like the yeah. cultish, you know. The yeah, very, very cult-like, very, um, you know, like they talk about some organizations now that I don't I wanna, don't want to speak of, but just but those type of- thing, Like the whole, like it was science, now it's, you know, it's giving history and everything to paint the Of how these, how these clubs come about, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it kind of, 
it it kind of reminded me of Get Out. Mm. Like with the, you know, how it was like they needed a black guy to sacrifice, you know, and it just, it was literally like maybe Jordan Peele took some stuff from Get Out and was like, let's add this into here in a way. Right. Or, yeah, it was definitely some type of creative things that I think episode two felt fairly familiar with the movie for sure of Get Out because of the whole um, Get Out of or trying to leave something, but you kind of can't trying to make you commit to something. Right. Although you might feel like it's safe, it's not really safe just because they they color it all up for you. Like, it kind of plays back to like back in the day, like just because you're in the house don't mean you're not a slave. Like, just because you're not working, working a field don't mean you're not a slave still, you know? So, it just plays on some of those those old things and like within like the 1950s in that moment of yeah. them being observed yeah like going there you know free willingly and then like getting there and going oh i definitely effed up you know? right yeah. it's so like you can leave but i recommend you don't because this can yeah. happen right and that's kind of what happened is he basically shot his cousin's father and uncle or his cousin's uncle, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, of what the family line, quote-unquote, is supposed to be. Yeah. And then having to go home and explain that to Hippolyta, like, whew. Yeah. And D, you know, like, <laughs> imagine, like, D probably wanted to hug him. They both wanted to hug him a little bit, you know, harder. And I think that's why the first episode, they portrayed, like, the love that he was giving them at the end. You know, right. it was kind of like a... I don't know what the word of it, like foreshadowing. That's the word. Foreshadowing for sure. And then just the whole comic book, like they had their own little rituals. Like it's, it's a lot. And he couldn't really get away because he has bad legs, like or a bad leg from getting beat up, I think, one time from doing the travel guide and getting hurt. Yep. But I think taking a wrong turn somewhere or something like that. So it was very sad to see Uncle George and Montrose's arm at the end in the backseat of his car, right? Of like that he drove to, to try to find his own brother with. Mm-hmm. So and I know was, Montrose was like, Tick, if you didn't come, he would not be dead. If right. you didn't listen to me, we didn't talk for five years, why would you just get up and come and try and save me? You know? Right, right. And I think because Montrose is, you know, such a, you know, he's so messed up and him within himself is he didn't realize that, yo, when you write a letter to someone under distress, of course people are going to come and, and, and support right. you and help you out and try and save but you. But they didn't know he was distressed. They didn't know if somebody made him write the letter because no one knew any of this yet until Montrose was able to speak. Like, I didn't, I, I had to write the letter, but I didn't want to write the letter. Like, I didn't expect you to read it. Kind of he's thing like, is what he tells you. And everything, and now you show up? <laughs> <laughs> right. So what spoke to me most about the episode when it comes to episode two is that just having power is never enough for some people. Mm-hmm. They're always in pursuit of wanting more. They're always in search of more, no matter what lives can be affected. So, but such a choice. What I found beautiful is that this episode is like a metaphor for America wanting to push someone down or give le- give them less so they can feel better about themselves. But it just hurts you at the end because the only person that died, not only Uncle George died, but so did the um, order. Sam. Well, Order and Samuel, right? So like yeah, they all the one, stone. the one that wanted the most power to be immortal is like what? What does it matter if if now you're dead, right? It's like you could just yeah. live out a long life, but you just wanting a little bit more than what you needed 
caused this to happen to you. And it's just so a perfect circle of karma happening all in, in that one instance that I thought was like beautifully well written and, and shown through the medium of, of the television, for sure. You know, it's funny thinking back, well, in the time we're on now and the, you know, everything that happened the other day, it kind of speaks to just what's going on in the country. Like too yeah. much power is, uh, too much power is too much. Or it feeling like you back. have to, feeling like you have to blame someone else for your downfall, right? It's like- exactly. For your shortcomings right it's it's you know that that what does you know you don't need all of that all that hatred in your heart to get something done you know? exactly and all of like he was about to have all of that power and he was going to sacrifice someone for it right it like, didn't matter as long as if he had what he wanted right? yeah and like no matter what that they were two different like you know he was white and he was black they were still blood related right and he didn't care he just wanted power and that drove him insane and that's why he turned to stone. Um, right. And I I was happy. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, you know, right. he, you know, it's good that he's gone. But then I was like, right. it doesn't end the episode. It's only episode two. So what else is going to happen? But right. thank God that Christina and Letty weren't there. Right. To me, I don't really know where they were because the whole freaking castle, you know, collapsed. Right. You know, and, then, and for them just to be the two women that survived, you know, on top of Tick and, you know, Montrell and Uncle George, like. <sighs> yeah. Yep. It's crazy. So what spoke most to you about episode two? Was it similar, similar things or? Yeah, it was this, like just the whole like main focus of bloodlines and heirs and, and rights, like you learn so much in 60 minutes, you know? <laughs> and, Maybe less, because I don't think every episode was a whole hour, but yeah, you're right. Um, like, and it just, it helped paint this, like it helped, it it helped you learn more of what you learned from the first episode. Yeah. And just, I told you, the thing that touched me the most, touched me, it touched me the most is what Christina said it. You're only getting this ring because you're a man. Mm. Just because you were born it. You know, it is your right, but it's just because you're a man. And your father only wants to pretend like he likes me because he was trying to kill me so he could have all this power. So what does it matter? Exactly. Right. So I thought that was, I thought that was very interesting that, um, you know, karma showed that, you know, people that are glutton don't always get what they, what they desire. And these things can happen. Yeah. And she also like, <laughs> she's like, I had to work my entire life. And you're just getting this because you're a man, you know. He didn't ask for this, right? It, it that's was, what I'm saying. He didn't ask for it at all. And I think that's what he said. He's like, like yeah. personally, I didn't know he was related until like 25 minutes ago, <laughs> yesterday. Right. And that's like, it was just good. Like, and that was the most thing that stuck out to me because, right? You know, and is episode two where they started having dreams of um, takes ancestor leaving that house i think so because i think that's exactly where it happened yeah it is because remember they said it was a replica like i think mm -hmm. they said they, they talked about the, the, the original fire burning it down right yeah, and this used to be uh, a house where they use it import and export um slaves but they used a much nicer way of summing that up yeah you know but 
So, so it's my just next... like the White House, you know, the White House burned down, they rebuilt it, you know, same thing. So it's yeah. kind of, wow, opening up a little bit more, thinking about it and talking about it with you. Yeah, no, same here. Only so what do you think of the stone? <laughs> what do you think of the sci-fi moments in episode two? Um, I enjoyed the monsters, and I feel like the episode, like the scene I'm talking about, kind of was the end of episode one into the beginning of episode two with the police officers, and how those monsters were they were made to hate and attack and to kill mm -hmm. and as the police officer won't trust you when they're trying to tell you like give me the gun i'm trying to help out and then the guy got bit or scratched by one and then he turned into it so it's like you turning into hate like you know the hate that you have inside you know it just made you turn quicker right you rather hold on to it than than let it go yeah and that's what that i think that's what spoke to me about that um i'm trying to think of what other scientific like when they were using they started to do the um they started to do the ritual on him and it mm -hmm. started to open the gate of eden and then he was like and he stopped it and shut it down and then everything collapsed like it was just something i wouldn't expect because it's not something i would watch but now it's the second episode it's something that i expected you know and just like the first episode it left me wanting more and it makes me say that I might be a science, you know, science. You might be a fan a little bit. Yeah, a fan. Right. And it just, it kept me thinking. And that's what you want is to keep thinking, you know. Not everything no. should be put right there for you to see. You have to think about it. You know, no, I totally brain. agree. So for me, what I enjoyed of the sci-fi moments is um, the dark side. It's like the dark side of Harry Potter. <laughs> If Voldemort was with, it's like Voldemort with racist tendencies, basically. Only wanted more power, although he already holds all the power because he actually knows how to use it and yep. don't know how to use it at all. So it's like you already have more than enough, right? Yeah. But you always, you want something more that no one can give you. It's like, oh, no one should be willing to give you and you should be okay with not yeah. reaching that level of potential, you know, because it's dangerous for somebody to have all that power. So I, I found that him just to be a gluttonous, and I, I love that, you know, because of that, he had to go bye-bye, basically. And, you know, trying to take Atticus' life with a wicked spell that was unnecessary, I thought was, I'm glad that, like, he had what was coming to him, basically. And I just enjoyed the whole theme of, like, it was just, like, a, the bad side of Harry Potter, basically, is, like, what kind of showed out. So I was, like, good. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that, and that is true. Yeah, so... But it's definitely the madness, you know, when you want so much power, it ends up killing you in the end. No, yeah. Well, that's every every great leader, right, that wanted a little bit too much, you know, something came came for them, right? It's like yep. any any anybody that took over a country eventually, oh, excuse me, eventually you become too powerful where it's like someone feels like they have to dethrone you for the safety of others. And that's kind of like... What's going on now? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happens. So, um, but I definitely like it made me think a lot and I usually you know I like challenging myself mm -hmm. and to you know like watching the series and everything and because we'll get into more of it it's just too much power and 
when not everybody knows how to use it, you know, it makes yeah. sense why everybody wants to take it away. It's almost like if someone has all the riches, it's like, what does it matter if you're not, if you can't, um, if no one else is rich with you, they can't enjoy it. There's no one else to have those same experiences with you. You just want to offer yourself, which is very selfish, right? It's like, there's no level of comprehension of, of just like humanity in it at that point. So from our one to five star rating, how did you rate episode two? Um, I'm probably going to go with a five because the way that it ended and bringing down the house for the second time, you know, of what we learned, it was another episode. Like, wow. Yeah. Episode five for me, although it's very sad that we see that Uncle George perishes because of a, a damn gunshot wound. So basically you would have killed Atticus then saved George, but it was, but George, I don't think, I don't think um, Atticus knew he would die from this particular spell at the point, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he's willing to go because now you shot his his uncle. It's like he has no choice but to do that. So you can try to save his life. So it was like false pretenses now that I think about it of why he would even commit to something like that. Exactly. And before he had the knowledge to know what the spell he was really trying to do, you know? So yeah. he does sacrifice as of him standing out there. He might die, he might not. But like it's a chance that it could be 50-50 where he wasn't clear on like really what was happening, you know? So... No, that's episode, I wanted him to last a few more episodes, Uncle George, yeah. at the time. But I guess it, somebody had to die to show the stakes, right? So, like, it makes sense of why somebody had to go in episode two to, like, keep the story going. Of, yeah. Now they got something to seek out for, of, like, not letting his death come into vain and bring in the rest of his family. Because the only one they showed the complete family tree of really is Uncle George's family, right? Because yeah. that's kind of where Tick was about to start staying for a few weeks. So he got himself together, so... Yeah, because I, I feel like it's only Letty and Ruby. And I feel like Letty, like, the first episode had, like, a husband. No, that was her brother, I think, where they made... Uh, that might have been episode two, where they, they did a quick brief stop. And she's like, where are you going? Well, right, because... No, no, no. Ruby and um that brother of theirs that they visited okay. before they went to Massachusetts... They're like complete brother and sister from mom and father, where Letty has a different father. Okay. So they all share the same mom, but different different pops. Besides Ruby and whoever the father, the, the brother name is. So. so no, he visited them and said, why you wasn't at mom's funeral? Like that was like their fight, which she had with both her siblings, it seems like. Go away. <laughs> That's your dog? Yes. Uh, for some reason cute. we just let them down the stairs um, it's all good you know, um, but no I agree uh, I didn't know that thank you for clearing that up I told you we all perceive things differently and I no, thought that course. was like a husband um, no 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 yeah that was her, her brother because she was like I just remember him saying something about their mom's funeral yeah um, while they were trying to eat food and then it got awkward yeah because I was like so she's just gonna leave her husband and just go off with some other people <laughs> like that's why i was confused so now that definitely cleared it up and made it a little yeah, bit because the fight is like why are you always running from something like you don't even know what you're yeah. running to right and that was letty letty could have just stayed in chicago and she didn't have to do none of this shit but she just always yeah. wanted to it was almost like it was faded for her to go but but you don't know that until the end but like it's like you're always just running away from your problems and this is why you're always getting into more problems kind of that's what like her sister and her brother was kind of trying to let her know you know yeah 
Yeah, I really enjoyed every uh, sci-fi moment in it, even the sorcery moments of it. Like, it was a little bit of everything, and it kind of tied the whole episode together. Mm-hmm. And it gave it, you know, it's it's all about story, and it gave it more story and detail into what we're, what we still have to talk about, you know? No, absolutely. The whole Uncle George thing, to me, it's, it's sad, but like like I said earlier when we were talking just a few minutes ago, Somebody had to die. I just wish it didn't have to be him because, yeah. it's like in television, you want to show that the stakes are high of why they got to like figure other things out. And now that they know, and I think that's when they found out that there's a book out there, right? And they think he yeah, knows that. Fine. So it's like him knowing all this stuff. He's like, I don't know anything, and now I'm going to dig into it and make sure I figure it all out. So I found that to be really cool and interesting. It's like. In this one moment of like a, a day and a half, maybe with these white folks, he gets all this knowledge. They, and since he's a researcher and a learner, like it's no problem for him to dig deep and find these things fast. So I thought that was very cool, interesting. And to show the love that Uncle George gave, because Tank looks at Uncle George like more of a father figure because his father was very abusive. Which you know, which in the episode he talked about, my father always used to beat me, and I used to just hang out with Uncle George, and he gave me my love of literature. So that's where he yeah. really gets it from. So it's like to see the person you have this big common bond with of books go. I thought was very, very sad and unfortunate. You know, yeah, someone that he like saw as a role model, his probably favorite uncle ever. You know, you right. always got one favorite uncle. No, that's a and, fact. That's how um, it goes. Just like, and on top of that, like, I know he feels even worse that, you know, it was his fault, you know, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll see that, like, when we start talking about episode three, like, you'll see, like, the disconnect, but then the come together. Um, Absolutely. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed it. And RIP Uncle uh, George. Yes, you know, RIP Uncle George. Yeah, you did amazing. Like I enjoyed that. Will not go in vain. <laughs> promise. But I, I do like that. You know, he. I don't like that he died, but I like what's coming. You know. Yeah, for the story he had to, but it was very sad. I'll put it like that. So I want to thank you again for doing the uh, part two of episode two of our Lovecraft breakdowns, Jesse. So this has been Americana Quill, writer or writer. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend to like subscribe. Thank you again. Thank you guys. <laughs> All right, take care.